Welcome to Vitality Mindset Made Simple, where we take the stress out of being healthy. I'm your host, Dr. Debbie Osment, and I sincerely thank you for joining me. Now remember, healthy doesn't have to be confusing. It doesn't have to be expensive, and it absolutely does not have to be no fun. Now today we're going to talk about leaky gut. Leaky gut can ruin your life. This is information you're going to want. So what exactly is leaky gut? Now, way back around 400 BC, Hippocrates said that all disease begins in the gut. Now, it's taken mankind quite a long time to believe this observation, but now we have DNA, and we know that Hippocrates was right on target. Science is finally catching up. So for centuries, doctors have suspected and believed that certain ailments, including mental illnesses, have originated from imbalances in the stomach. Now, for centuries back, this was called hypochondriasis, which is from the Greek root word hypochondrium. And you probably know, you probably heard, you know where I'm going with this word. Um, the hypochondrium referred to the upper part of the abdomen, uh, the area between the breastbone and the stomach. Now, the concept was rejected as as science started moving along and as research evolved, but uh, because people scientists could see bacteria, they could see viruses, and they could see parasites. So so they rejected this whole thing about, you know, something they that was old. But it's important to point out that science does change its mind. And the meaning of the term morphed into a word that you're fully going to recognize, uh, the word hypochondriac. So for years, doctors used the word hypochondriac to describe a person who has like persistent and unexplainable complaints. Uh, it also would describe people who had the fear of a serious medical illness. But just because we don't know why something's happening or can't explain it doesn't mean that it's not real and there's not something really uh, causing a problem. So so science often changes its mind uh, when there's more information. So many of the chronic diseases that are that the world faces today are actually highly correlated with a leaky gut, which is also goes by other names like a dysfunctional gastrointestinal system, uh, intestinal hyperpermeability, increased intestinal permeability. Those were the terms in the research literature until recently. But now you could actually do a search on leaky gut and get quite a bit of up-to-date, excellent information. Now, I think leaky is a very descriptive word. Uh, so, But don't be surprised if you use the word leaky gut with your doctor that uh, maybe it's not quite recognized just yet. You know, it takes about 15 years for the research to actually make it into clinical practice. When, and when you read a research article, keep in mind that it's scientists talking to scientists. So you can see why it takes some time for it to be boots on the ground. So create 
your own uh, word word picture of leaky gut. Interlace your fingers. Now, okay, so hope you're doing this with me. If you're driving, don't do this. Uh, but but move the tips of your fingers into the space between the fingers on the opposite hand. So as you move your fingers closer and closer together, you're going to tighten the space between your fingers. Then as you move your fingers apart, you'll notice the space opens up. So this is sort of a, uh, the best thing I could figure out for a podcast uh, for, for leaky gut. So, so the small intestine is a muscular tube 20 feet long, and the large intestine is five feet long. So those are, those are estimates more in some people, a little bit less in some people. So, so think about inside our bellies, we have this extensive intestinal lining with more than 4,000 feet of surface area. So then go back to your fingers. If any of this is leaking, uh, there's going to be problems. It's when working properly, this forms a, your intestinal wall forms a tight barrier that controls what gets absorbed back into the bloodstream and what gets removed from the body. So you want to absorb the good, you want to absorb the nutrients, the minerals, all the good stuff from your food, and you want to get rid of toxins. But when this lining is unhealthy, uh, it's leaky and it contains holes or gaps, which can allow partially digested foods, toxins, or bacteria to penetrate into the tissues beneath it. And those toxins get back into the body and your immune system gets triggered. So that triggers inflammation. Now the body is mobilizing to fight the foreign object that's gotten back into the bloodstream. It sees it as something that's not supposed to be there. And so calls out all of the immune cells to fight it. That's a very normal uh, inflammatory response that's designed to be protective. But it goes haywire when it's chronic and persistent. And when it doesn't go away, it becomes a problem for other, all other parts of the body. So problems occur throughout the body because of leaky gut, you know, both in distant organs as well as within the digestive tract. Now, the research today is booming with studies showing how modifications in this, um, in the intestinal bacteria and in this 4,000 square foot lining and, and how it affects the development of chronic diseases, uh, especially autoimmune diseases. So autoimmune diseases are so on the rise. You know, years ago when I got my initial uh, dental school education, we sort of talked a little bit about lupus, but we didn't talk about autism, autistic spectrum disorders. We didn't talk about Hashimoto's disease. Uh, we talked briefly about celiac disease, but it was sort of a genetic thing that was rare. Crohn's disease was supposedly rare. We didn't talk about irritable bowel, uh, multiple sclerosis, fibromyalgia, you know, all the arthritic problems, type 1 diabetes too much, because those were just not that common. But now autoimmunity is absolutely on the rise. And there's a lot of reasons. Uh, the base reason is leaky gut. But it's not just autoimmune diseases. It's also many of the the, the top diseases that uh, make people miserable and that kill people. Things like heart disease, uh, type 2 diabetes, cancer, depression. All of this is tied or can be tied in some way to this intestinal hyper 
permeability or leaky gut. It also seriously impacts memory, and that matters to everyone. Now, it's important to know that we all have some degree of leaky gut, and that's why this is an essential early podcast, I think, um, and I hope that it inspires you, this awareness inspires you, because all of the elements I mentioned and more will steal your vitality. They will steal your time. They will cause you to spend a lot of money and just not feel good to be able to live the life you want to live. So much so much of health consciousness must be focused on uh, keeping your gut as healthy as possible. It, it's, it's harder to... Uh, get well than it is to stay well, uh, for sure. Some people have genetic predispositions and are more sensitive to changes or assaults to their digestive system. Uh, But go back, if you haven't heard episode one of Vitality Mindset Made Simple, go back and listen to uh, it because I, I talk about genetics and how we can't just blame our genetics. And the good news of genetics is that we have lots and lots of control via simple lifestyle style strategies, things that don't really cost a lot of money, don't cost a lot of time, and they're actually pretty fun. You know, modern, modern life is actually the primary driver of this gut inflammation. You know, we have our standard American diet. You hear about our standard American diet, which, you know, the acronym is SAD, uh, which because it's generally low in fiber, high in sugar, high in saturated fats, and it's a big part of the problem. Too much setting is a part of the problem. Uh, for those of you listening in um, outside of the United States, I think we're in 17 countries now, you're likely seeing the very same dietary trends that we are here in the United States. You know, stress is part of the problem. Heavy alcohol use can disrupt the balance of good bacteria in the gut. There's a whole lot of things. And, um, but how do you know? How do you know if you have leaky gut? Here are a few signs. Uh, constipation is a sign. Diarrhea is a sign. Some people have constipation for a few days and then have diarrhea for a day or two and then constipation. So it can be both. Bloating is a sign. Gas is a sign. Um, you know, gas is not good for your social life. You know, leaky gut is not good for your social life. Brain fog is a sign of leaky gut. Indigestion. Uh, skin problems such as acne or eczema. Uh, when I was a teenager, I had acne. Who knew? I thought it was all about getting, you know, the right cream, but it was actually my gut. And of course, uh, signs of a leaky gut are ultimately any of those autoimmune problems. There's there's over 100 uh, autoimmune problems. I just listed a few. So although it's still unusual to hear increased intestinal permeability Uh, or leaky gut in in most doctor's offices, integrative and alternative medicine practitioners have worked on healing the the gut uh, as the initial step in treating a chronic disease for decades. I mean, cultures around the world often recommend recommend dietary changes to make people feel better. It's just so common to see people being willing to change their diet in order to feel better and hopefully get well. Because feeling bad is a great motivator. And my prayer for all of you listeners is that you'll actually embrace these simple lifestyle changes before you're feeling poorly. So, so one of the first rules in healing the gut barrier is to stop doing what is harming it in the first place. So I'm going to talk about a few things that affect that. Um, 
you know, the common initial step is just to remove what's contributing to this chronic inflammation. Uh, too much coffee can contribute. How much is too much coffee? Listen to how, how you feel. Uh, I had a physician, a really trusted, that I've talked about before, Dr. Sahada, uh, years ago, tell me, keep it under three cups a day. So I guess it depends on how big those cups are. Uh, so now I try to do two cups a day. And that works for me. It might be different for you. Listen to your body. Uh, too much sugar will cause chronic inflammation in the gut. And too much alcohol will too. You know, it's it's the dose that makes the poison. It uh, my, For me, it would be very difficult to give up coffee. I love that first, that morning coffee with, with my husband, Mike. Um, a little bit of sugar is, is great. You know, maybe a glass of wine occasionally, but how much is too much? It's the dose that makes the poison. You'll, you need to listen to your body and see how you feel. Um, cigarettes will harm your gut and there's, there's no, um, there's no dosage there. Just don't smoke. Uh, excess stress is really dangerous. You know, we've talked about when you're under stress, you're running from the danger. You're running from the tiger. And when you're running from the tiger, your body doesn't need to spend energy on digestion. So that stress is one of the biggest things I see with my patients. Uh, they are usually high functioning people doing a lot of things and just need to take a break and intentionally uh, let their bodies relax. Uh, certain medications uh, will cause this gut inflammation. And um, and I'll tell you about those specifically in a, in a little bit. Uh, environmental toxins like Roundup, which is also called glyphosate, uh, will interrupt your gut. There's a great article I found called Glyphosate Perturbs the Gut Microbiota of Honeybees. It's an awesome article. And I know we're not a honeybee, um, although the word Debbie does mean little bee, and I'm buzzing around a lot. But it matters if, you know, it's it's all been studied in people too, but just think about how this um, this herbicide is affecting so much around us. You know, glyphosate is a very controversial herbicide, but it's proven to disgut, disrupt the gut bacteria in people too. Uh, processed foods can disrupt gut bacteria. I mean, any food that triggers allergies or sensitivity matters. Uh, you know, infections throughout the body impact uh, gut lining. You know, as a as a dentist and a wellness coach, I test the saliva of people who are having health challenges, and I look specifically for uh, bacteria that start in the mouth but that translocate to the gut. You know, I've talked about this probably briefly, but one of those bacteria. Bacterium is a Fusobacterium nucleatum, and it's implicated in all kinds of digestive problems. They find this bacteria in uh, the tumors of colorectal cancer. It's really a big deal. And when we get rid of it in the mouth, people start uh, feeling better digestively. We we can do you know simple stool tests to see what's happening in the dig- digestive tract, and and with these two tests. Uh, we can meld this information and really create a personalized plan for people to get their guts healthy. It's really super. Wherever you live, your doctor can do that. It's 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 state of the art. It's personalized medicine, and it really works. But the key the key here in mentioning the mouth is that the bacteria in the mouth has to be tackled first because that's where it's originating, or the uh, the gut won't benefit. 
So what can you start reasonably doing today? What can you do today that maybe doesn't cost any money? You know, it's, it's, never enough to know all the problems that just causes more stress. I want you to have sustainable solutions. I appreciate you taking time to listen to this and I want you to leave with uh, sustainable strategies. So is this information matters for your vitality. Uh, you want to be able to not be sick, to live out your God-given purpose, to enjoy your life and to enjoy the people in your life. We've proven Hippocrates right, or at least mostly, uh, most diseases really do start, have some root in the gut. And there are many things you can do to be healthy that are not confusing, not expensive, and are not torture. They can actually be fun. So here's a few suggestions. Number one, assess your sugar intake. I've talked about this before. And it's the dose that makes your, makes the poison. It doesn't mean you have to necessarily be sugar-free. Some people do, but not everybody does. You just don't want every single meal to be dessert. So if you're, if you're reading labels and you find, say, an energy bar has 24 grams of sugar, divide 24 by 4, and that will tell you how many teaspoons of sugar are in that energy bar. So 24 divided by four, that's six teaspoons of sugar. It's a very good visual. Really great to do with all kinds of uh, bottled drinks because it's pretty shocking. Um, You don't necessarily want if you stay pretty well, you'll never have to be one of those people who uh, is sick enough that, that they have to go around saying, I can't have that, I can't have that, and telling everybody else what they can't have. You don't want to be one of those people. That hurts your social connect- uh, connectiveness. And, um, of course, these are our relationship vehicles, and that's what we're we're most concerned about, being able to stay vibrant, to... Um, to love God and love people. So the key with sugar is to just be picky. I mean, every meal is not dessert uh, if you want to live with vitality in the long run. Now, if you're going to eat it, if you're going to eat something sweet that you enjoy, eat it slowly and enjoy the heck out of it. Um, Another strategy is to concentrate on eating more food that doesn't have a label, specifically plant foods. Now, like fruits and vegetables, of course, fruits and vegetables are full of nutrients. They feed the good bacteria in so many ways. I mean, there's no way around it. Uh, Plant foods are a design feature of our bodies. You would never think of putting the wrong fuel into this awesome vehicle you have and then expecting the mechanic to, you know, just fix it. Like you would never keep putting the wrong fuel, keep putting the wrong fuel and then take it to the, the shop and say, fix it. But that's what people do often with their bodies. They, 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 we put the wrong fuel in and then we think our doctor can just fix us. But that, it just doesn't work that way. Uh, so, so plant foods are they are full of nutrients, but they're also full of fiber. And fiber can sound so nerdy, so boring, but fiber really is like a, a major key to vitality. I mean, real food fiber does a lot more for your body than just stimulating a bowel movement. I mean, it um, it feeds all the good bacteria in your gut. But stimulating a bowel movement is a pretty darn good thing. I mean, you don't want to be one of those people who are full of it. You used to hear, oh, they're full of it. Well, there's a lot of truth to that statement. People who are uh, who have unhealthy guts don't feel good. They have more brain fog. They have more fatigue. They have uh, more achy joints. They have a lot of problems, and they just don't feel uh, like being nice, potentially. So getting a, getting a healthy gut is a big deal. 
Another free strategy that you can do is to move more. Find something you like to do. Uh, As I've said earlier, you don't, in earlier podcasts, you don't have to go to the gym, but if you like to go to the gym, go. But I love to play ping pong. I love to uh, take walks. I love to garden. There's a lot of things you probably love to do too that help you move more. You know, take the stairs. If you're going to a business meeting rather than waiting for the elevator, take the stairs. Moving more makes a big difference for your gut. Another way that you can improve your gut health is to evaluate your medications. A common over-the-counter painkillers can really hurt your gut. They can actually contribute to leaky gut. These are things like ibuprofen, acetaminophen, um, just any any non-steroidal anti-inflammatory has uh, a a big effect. Uh, Think about the antibiotics you take. Antibiotics are essential in so many so many areas. I often prescribe antibiotics. They do lots and lots of good, but they can also do lots and lots of harm. They kill not only what the target is, but a lot of the good bacteria. So if you're taking antibiotics, you have to do things to uh, counteract their effects. Uh, Think about proton pump inhibitor use. These are the acid reducers, things for uh, acid reflux, for GERD. They're as as many medications, they're essential in so many cases, but they're overused. Now that proton pump inhibitors uh, are over the counter, people are taking them very recklessly and they contribute to leaky gut. Lots and lots of great research in that area. Uh, Oral contraceptives also impact gut health. So if you're taking oral contraceptives, be aware of what's happening and do things, do the above things just to keep your gut as healthy as possible. Chemotherapeutic agents can uh, harm gut health. Obviously, you can't stop taking those, but you need to take extra care of your gut if you're on any of those medications. Another area is to get your mouth clean and keep it clean. Of course, you know, you're talking to a dentist, but I've, the reason I'm even doing this is, is that I have seen the correlations between gum health and health in distant areas of the body, including memory, including cancer, including type 2 diabetes, including heart health, including depression. I'm, my goodness, you name it. This this is last on my list, but it's certainly not least. When your gums bleed, they are uh, you're getting bacteria, bacterial toxins released into your circulatory system. So it really matters. Health starts in the gut, but please know that the gut starts in the mouth. I always say leaky gums, leaky gut, and we can prove that with blood tests, with DNA tests. Um, it's incredible. So. Was Hippocrates right? Most disease really does start in the gut. And if it doesn't start in the gut, your gut environment has a huge influence on the trajectory of all kinds of health problems. Uh, I talked about fiber earlier. And so note that in the show notes, there's a list for a free fiber list that you can just download. And that's a really good place to start. Uh, Probably the main place to start because we are... Uh, We are people that eat less and less fiber than we used to, than we're designed to. And if you know what foods have higher amounts of fiber, you can can prioritize those and add more to your your daily uh, food regimen. So download that free fiber list. I think that will be very helpful for you. So vitality seekers, uh, 
remember, we're, we're committed to resisting normal because normal really just means the usual, the regular pattern. We don't want the usual regular pattern because those are the people who don't feel good. Uh, normal is dehydrated, normal is irritated, constipated, frustrated, overscheduled, overstimulated, undernourished, underrested, and totally stressed out. The normal person is not brimming with vitality. We want vitality. Um, and we want vitality that doesn't have a lot of stress. So so thank you for joining me in episode 14. I'm going to talk about the pros and cons of artificial sweeteners. I think this is information you're going to want. So join me for that. Please subscribe. Please share. I really appreciate it. And blessings until next time.